Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Well, pleasant good evening here as we are having our fun um, uh, night here as technology is not being our friend right now. Uh, I'm Charles Cliff, not Christopher Jones, who normally talks at the beginning of each show. Uh, but we've got, uh, we're trying to actually get in touch with uh, Christopher to get online. But currently, uh, we're not having any luck. It's ringing and ringing and ringing, but it's not coming through. So... Uh, maybe he might have to call in, uh, he might have to call us instead of us calling out, because right now it doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot. It's just uh, ringing and ringing and ringing constantly. So, uh, sorry for that if you can hear it in the background. Now it's apparently gone because it probably cut off. Yes, it did. Uh, so we'll push forward, and I'm sure see if we'll see if uh, CJ will be able to join us in the next little bit here. I'm assuming I'm on the air. I'm guessing it is, but sometimes with Blog Talk, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of an adventure just trying to get in touch with Blog Talk. But uh, I think I'm on the air. I think Will is on the air. I think we're we're on the air right now talking here. So um, we'll just go along, and uh, hopefully CJ will be able to connect with us here in the next few minutes. Good evening, Will. Are you there? I am here. Great. All right. Well, well, at least I'm not out here by myself, and hopefully someone can no, hear this. It would be hard to have a conversation with yourself, wouldn't it? Well, depending on the day, who especially, knows? But especially, especially for two hours. <laughs> uh, two hours. Yeah, that might be a bit of a, a tough that's a, one. It's that's tough. a long time. It, it's tough with um, uh, it's three people. Tough for Four people. Three people sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to try connecting with CJ again. Um, well, I'm actually, kind of here. Oh, there he is. He's appeared. I'm kind of here. I'm kind of on my wife's phone. It's working. And mine is not working. My It's really weird. And it's weird because we could hear the phone ringing. Yeah, it, it. My phone is just fucked. It's not. It's not. Won't phone anything. Huh? I don't understand what's going on. It's just weird. Yeah. Is it a BC? You can't, is it you a can't BC connect cell phone? Yes. Okay, that explains a lot. But it's my wife's phone. I couldn't. Blog Talk wouldn't phone her either. Really? Oh, okay. Really? Block Talk wouldn't phone her phone, but it would phone it. Um, I could dial in. So I'm dialed in and paying long distance fees right now. So we kind of have to figure something out here because I'm not going two hours on this paying long distance. Uh, can you can okay. you use can you use your phone to phone into Block Talk? I no, it won't phone out. It won't even phone my wife. Oh, jeez, that's really weird. It won't phone anything. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure what the problem is. It, 
it's weird because we could hear Blog Talk's phone and it rang and it actually went right to voicemail one time. But I guess it just wasn't ringing. I don't know why. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Okay, so I'm going to um, give you a phone number to phone, okay, Charles? All right, yeah, send that to me. So, and... And if you phone that and it works, then I'll be happy. Okay. And the funds of listening to a podcast here, too, uh, while we're getting this going, but whatever. This is all the Who's fun of technology. Is there supposed to be a podcast happening? Holy shit, I forgot all about that. No, really. Oh, okay. All right, I got that Sorry, number guys. you just sent me, so I'm going to try. Uh, well, send send see me that number can... and see what happens. Okay. So, okay, so let's see here. Okay. Look at that. Ex- so accept it. I'm dialing right now. And there you are again. Am I yeah, here? Yeah, we hear you. You're here. We hear you. Okay, now this is good. Now I'm happy. I'm, all, I'm not paying for the phone call, so I can deal with this thing. And we'll do this okay and see what happens from now on, okay? So oh, anyhow, yeah, what are we going to do here? Uh, just a second. I got, I got to get my little program up here, Blog Talk. It, it just disappeared on my little iPad. I'm in my truck again, okay, because it's very scary. Um, oh, really? What happened to Blog Talk? It just messed up. What do you mean? Well, Blog Talk just kicked me out on my iPad. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. I'm back in. Okay. It's very weird. Anyhow. So let's do this again. Let's see if we can start over. Can we start over? Can we please? please yeah, okay, hold on. Can we start okay. over? Well, I, can even do, I think we can even uh, do the intro again. Can we do that? Can we let do the intro again, here. really? Uh, let me uh, see. Uh, maybe, maybe we can't. Maybe I got I'm it. wrong. I got it. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 489. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from my truck. Okay, so that's it. I'm sitting in the cab of my truck, again, because my office is being used by female parties to sleep in. Uh, Anyhow, so um, we're just going to welcome to the show Charles and Will. We're kind of behind the eight ball here, so we're just going to keep going, and how's that sound? Are we good? That sounds good. Yep, we're good. We're good. Okay, well, we're going to jump right into the podcast right now, unless you guys have something wonderful you want to talk about. Anything out of nothing in particular. that you've done that's spectan- spectacular? No? No, we're good? Nothing in particular. We're good. Okay. Let's talk about football. We're good. Okay, so let's talk football then. We can do that. Uh, after more twists and turns than a roller coaster, the CFL, CFL PA finally worked out a new CBA that both sides have ratified. Okay, so this one is a little bit iffy for me. Um, I, I thought it was kind of funny that the, um, the, 
of the uh, uh, Board of Governors actually had to ratify this. You would think that those guys had all agreed to it long before they ever were asked whether or not they had to ratify it, you know, because they, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Randy Ambrosi does not have the authority to walk across the street or take a piss without the board no. of directors knowing what the hell's going on in this league, right? So the yeah. fact that the, the owners still had to ratify it was uh, – I, I, it was ridiculous, I, I don't even know why that had to happen, but um, the players actually get it. I'm not sure they got what they wanted. They got more than they should have. Uh, the league really gave up a lot more than I thought they would, and uh, we have football. So it doesn't really matter what they gave up. Who cares? It's not our money. Right? I mean, it's not my money. Pretty I much. don't care. Not going to cost me anything. Yeah, like, uh, I'm not... I'm not writing the, exactly. I'm not writing the checks. Doesn't cost me anything for the health and welfare package. Doesn't matter whether or not. The, well, it does matter to me how many Canadians are on the field. And so, what happened out of this thing? And uh, they've gone to seven nationals on the field, seven national starters, but one of them can be a naturalized Canadian, right? An, an American that's been there for too long. I'm, I'm correct there, right? Yes. No, I don't think. Oh, I thought it was. I thought. I thought the naturalized Canadian was number eight. Sorry. Well, yes, sorry. Well, you're correct. No, I think both right. I, I was kind of confused. I. Go on. I I thought the league had backpedaled on that and said, "Fuck you. This is what we're doing." No, the league. So did the final negotiations said, get no, no, that? The league cratered. The league cratered and said, okay. They did, eh? Yep. Pretty hmm. sure. So how it differs, my understanding is how it differed from the deal that got turned down is that they had the, the seven um, real Canadians, the naturalized Canadian, and then they brought back, at first they had dropped it, and then they brought back the 49% rule, but instead of three Americans, it's two Americans. And they have the option of going to three Americans in, I think, two years if they feel it's working. All I know is right. I'm glad I don't have to be the one that, that, that keeps track of this because this is going to be extremely confusing, I think. Yeah, I... I'd love to know exactly what happened, what all the details were, but I ha honestly haven't seen anything that says what the details of the CBA are. Have you? Like, I nope. mean, is there an article out there somewhere I've been, that says I've been, what the CBA is? I've been looking. Like, I've been looking where's the fucking transparency? I've been looking and I can't find one, so. I, knew they, I know they got the ratification thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I haven't. I looked and I can't find one. So, who knows? Yeah. So some, did you guys they, notice that the CFL, the CFL app shit the bed? Yeah. I don't think it's even available anymore. Can you still download it? No, no I tried. I it, can't. It, it, you can't. It, it crashed. They must be revamping it for about the 18th time. Because well, they're constantly I mean, like changing why? it, because whatever they do, it, it it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm tempted yeah. to write an app. 
and call it and, and sell it to them because they obviously can't do it. And writing apps is not hard. That's true. I just hate I hate code punching. I just don't want to do it, but it's really not hard to do. Okay, uh, so anyhow, um, I cannot find anything that says anything about what the deal was in this deal. Huh. Oh. CFL appoints Scott Banda as chair of its board of governors. Who's he? Do you know who Scott Banda I do, is? I don't know who he is. He's the chairman of the CFL board of governors now. What he is now. Whatever that means. What does that mean exactly? He's the head owner. Oh, is he? Basically. Yeah. I've never, he's a, he's I've a, never heard, he's but I've never heard of him. What but team does he own? I'm, I'm not I've sure what team does he own. I, I think he owns uh, Montreal. Doesn't he? No, no, he does not. No. That's not a, or that's or was he the guy who... Or was he the guy who bought from uh, the guy in Hamilton? Bought some from the guy in Hamilton. Oh, maybe, yeah. Is that who that is? Maybe? That's possible. What's his last name? I'm going... Banda. Just like it's... Banda. He's something out of Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. You know, the furry, white furry guys? Yeah. I'm on your phone. Okay. I was just talking to my wife through the window of my truck. She asked me if everything's good, and I said, yeah, I'm on your phone. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm going back on November okay, uh, 23 so right there, now. There you I go. still haven't here found anything Scott for Scott Banda. Scott Banda is the recently retired CEO of Federated Cooperatives Limited. What's that? So he doesn't even... He yeah, what is that? He's CEO of Co-op. Co-op is grocery stores in Alberta. Okay, yeah, Co-op. Yeah, we got Co-ops co-op. out here, too. Right. Okay. So. Does, how does that from. qualify him to be the head of the CFL well, Board of Governors? I don't know. I'm reading that. He likes that. the Let's CFL. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, I've long admired their commitment to Canadian football, the communities where CFL football is played, and the country which cherishes both the CFL and the Great Cup. And I look forward to working with them and Commissioner Andy and Brother to help the CFL grow and move forward. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, there. I'm reading the thing, and it doesn't say anything about a previous one. No. Well, yeah, there is a previous one. His name is Dale Lastman. Because they thanked him for his service. Uh, really? Yes. I'm reading it right now. Who's that? Wow. I've never heard of him either. He was uh, he was a director also of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Hmm. And he'll continue to serve on the Board of Governments on behalf of the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, and and did you guys now, Greg know Greg Ewell, who is the chair of the selection committee and lead governor representing Saskatchewan Rough Riders, never heard of this guy either. 
And did you know that that they have been he was selected following an exhaustive exhaustive and highly professional search process led by a selection committee comprised of lead governors and executives by the firm Hendrick and Struggles. He was well, not previously served on if they didn't ask me. They probably walked up to him on the street and said, do you want to be the chairman of the CFO's Board of Governors? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. I used to work for co-op, so I should be good at that. Yeah. I hope you know that CFL is not a co-op. Well, you know what? It's pretty cool, Charles. Actually, in a way, it kind of is, actually, now that you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not far off. Okay, so get rid of that. Okay, he was with with co-op for he was with co-op for twenty years. He was, yeah, and he was with with Scassic Insurance Company or whatever the fuck that name is. Uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say at least they, they figured out the CBA and we don't have to rely on this guy. You know, and, and we've spent about uh, 15 minutes on the CBA, and that's about 15 minutes too long. I don't give a fuck. They got paid. There's <laughs> football games. Let's move on. It, it, enough, yeah, it, it's really, really irrelevant, okay? Um, yeah. And, and move on. Because I would like to, yeah. to discuss at one point in time if we ever do find out everything about it. Because I'm a little, I'm still disappointed that we they they tagged onto this fucking ratio and actually made it stronger as opposed to removing it. Um, yep. I don't believe. I mean, we've gone over and over and over about that. What's that? Because by about year three or four, they only really have to have three or four uh, actual Canadians. Because they have the opportunity that it could go to like three or four naturalized Canadians. Right, but that only works if you've got those naturalized Canadians, and that only works if they don't get hurt. Not true. Okay, there's a big different yep. story than just saying, fucking ditch them. So. Anyhow, okay, yeah, Will's right. Let's move on from this because it it doesn't sound like it's fun. Anyhow, we could talk about that well, all but, night. We have. Well, but wait a minute. But speaking of yep. of the ratio of natural Canadians, I don't know if you guys saw that that thing on Let's Talk today about the guy who wants to have an extra exhibition game with all Canadians. Yada, yada. Yes. Did you read that? Okay. I did. I, I should have read it closer. I commented I on it first. It's actually not I, a bad idea. Yeah, but I have a better idea. Okay? This is my idea. Okay, let, let, let's discuss his. Can we discuss his idea first? Yeah. Okay. You, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so his idea was to have a third exhibition game, but field all Canadians. Okay. As opposed to that, but this only works after after the tenth uh, team is in the CFL, so that the divisional rivals or the natural rivals, uh, Edmonton, Calgary would play each other, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Toronto, um, Hamilton, Ottawa, Montreal, and DC and Halifax do a coast to coast in there, and that is really 
dumb. Uh, because there's no way in hell that you can have that many Canadians to play this game. Yeah, right. Never mind having can, can quarterbacks, Canadian quarterbacks, right? That's ridiculous. Okay. So, and then he turned, like, I, I made a comment and he came back and he said, well, you know, it's all, we've already got half the field as Canadians. We just need the other half. And I said, it's the bottom half of the players that are the Canadians for the most part, for the most part. Okay. Yes, there are some stars, but for the most part, they're the lower quality players on a team. And now you want to go and put another half of the team in there that couldn't make the CFL. So what's the difference between watching this, this game, this, this intramural preseason game, when it really what it is is it's a youth sports team with CFL uniforms? Pretty much. Right? Reality is that it's youth sports because these guys are not good enough to be in the CFL. At least half of them aren't. So what's the difference between that and a Canadian college game? And nobody goes to see a Canadian college game, so why the fuck would they go to see this game? Nobody would care. I also think it's kind of weird to have uh, the thing, the Battle of the Coast, so I'm guessing BC and the Atlantic schooners provided they actually existed. So you're going to actually send a whole team clear across the country for a mean-nothing preseason game? That doesn't make sense to me. Why would you put all those miles on for a nothing game? I'm not arguing or disputing that one. Um, Okay. Uh, I I, I think it's it's an interesting concept. But I think right. it sucks. Yeah. Um, Will, you want a twist on this. What is it? Okay, so let's start off with what his comment was. He said, this may sound like a stupid idea, but don't say stupid because it's not very nice. But I think it was a stupid idea. This is what I think we should do. And I think <laughs> we should do this really – I think we should do this at the beginning of next season. Okay? Next season, we should have a – Spring League in the CFL, okay? And the Spring League will consist of 10 teams, and they're all Canadians, okay? And they play a tournament, and it's an elimination tournament. And at the end of the elimination tournament, okay, the team that's left, all those players get drafted onto real CFL teams, and they're drafted only to see if they can make the teams. And when they don't make the CFL teams, they're all gone, and we never have to worry about fucking CFL Canadian players again. Period. Done. Over. Finished. Well, okay? But as stupid as his idea. I a little harsh. But as stupid as his idea. But they get drafted. They get drafted to teams, and if they make the team, great. And if they don't, they don't. Okay. I, I have a I have a, a little different twist on that. What if the, the the team, the surviving team, the winning team out of the spring league, gets to be the CFL tenth team? All Canadian the schooners. Teams. The schooners. They they get to be the schooners or whoever they want to be, and and they can float. They cannot have a home stadium, but they can go to all the other stadiums and play. 
Okay, that's even better. That's actually that's actually kind of interesting. That's better. To be that's better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's see how right? they do. So it's an all Canadian team without a home field, and they just go play away games. Cool. Okay. Now and I have when, a question for you. Who's going to finance yes. this? Oh, that doesn't matter. Come on. <laughs> Well, technicality, right? Just absolutely. I, I'm just looking at it. It's, Elon a, it's Musk. an interesting idea. Leon Musk. Elon Musk. You think he would finance? I don't know about that. That's got to be somebody that, that would guy. finance this. I, of course, it is. It's on his night table. Um, we could find somebody in the CFL to do that, but where would the revenue for them come from? They get a percentage of the whole team crowd. Hey, hey, I got an idea. What's this guy, Scott Banda? Scott Banda's the new Board of Governors head? Okay, this 10th team is a co-op team. Get it? It's a co-op team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) it's financed by the other nine teams. Co-op. They can't finance themselves, but they can finance this 10th team. Maybe it can be financed by people buying groceries. Um, I, you know, I have a problem and it comes back to our, our last, uh, podcast, which had our special guest, Paul McCallum on it. Um, it, it comes back to the fact that, you know, there's some people out there that are just hell bent set on having Canadians in the CFL and we have to protect them because they need more time to develop. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the number one reason that we, I, I hear from people, is that there would be no Canadian talent in the CFL because the Canadian coaching and, and, and college football is of a minor state compared to the American colleges. And it, this is indisputable. Nobody's going to argue with you on that. But it's not the job of a professional for, uh, sports league to train up players so that they can be competitive. So why don't we have a... Uh, a junior league. Why don't we have, and, and like Will says, a spring league. Maybe it is a spring league. Maybe it's not. But why don't we have 10 teams across Canada, you know, use Kamloops or Kelowna, um, Saskatoon, Red Deer, um, Brampton, you know, and, and have a, a junior football team owned by, like, the Lions and the Stampeders and everybody else across the country like this. Well, there is a Canadian junior football league. Yes, but that's junior football, and that's the, on the same level as U Sports. Okay. Hey, well, that's like the WHL, not the AHL. I want the AHL of football. Well, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a better idea. Why don't we just shut the entire U Sports thing down? And if you want to play football in college. You got to go to America, so you'll get trained better, and then you come back to Canada, and you can be a Canadian in the CFL. There's an idea. Fuck, because it's the best the, idea I've heard. One of the things that <laughs> one of the things that your buddy Paul McCallum said was the training in Canada sucks. That's pretty obvious. Okay, and it's because so you why do we have people. it? You don't pay people to coach, so 
you know, their their motivation is probably not as good as a guy who's making six figures in high school or junior high school. Okay? Just saying, man. Once again, you know everything leads to money, Christopher Jones. That's where I, it all I, starts. I get it. I get it. But, you know, hey, so. these are no, not some bad ideas here. We've been floating some pretty good ideas and original ideas out here. This isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to take some notes here and do an article. Okay, Maybe. so Will wants a spring league. And, and, I mean, and I, the players get drafted. I think you can even do it like a, like a, an arena league or something like that as a developmental league. I, you actually think you I, skills in the arena league? I mean, basic skills. I mean, the problem is, is doing a, like a spring league in Canada, the weather is not, in most parts of the country, is not conducive to it. If you're going well, to do a spring okay. league, you got to do it down like in the in somewhere where it's sunny, don't you? Sure. So well, I was thinking we could be like the USFL and have a hub city like Vancouver with a dome and have all the games in Vancouver. Well, that's there an idea. Go. Or, or better yet, why don't we include some top top American high school teams? into the spring league, and if they beat a Canadian university team, the, that Canadian team is is uh, dis, disbanded automatically. Right? Sad. And, and they never get to play football again. <laughs> now you're just being mean and nasty, Will. Well, yeah, but it's the okay. truth. It is, it is, and I, I would bet that there are some American high school teams that would just clean the fucking floor with some of the U-sports teams, um, but uh-huh. you, they are still kids, right? you you got to give them a little bit of credit there. They are just little mm-hmm. kids, and they're not they're not sport-ready or, or pro-ready. So yeah, but there's, there's they, some they gotta high school kids. they got to develop physically. There's some high school kids in the States that are 6'6 six, six and 350 pounds, and run the forty and four seven, okay? I mean, yeah, I know there are. Okay, but that's only when they're being chased by a cop. Um, well, oh, no, don't say that. Oh. Hey, you guys wonder why we get bad reviews on iTunes, but I don't. I don't care if we get bad reviews. Uh, I know you guys on iTunes. We're just a bunch of grumpy old. Charles. We're just a bunch of grumpy old men. Okay, so. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. No, we got some good ideas here. We got some good ideas. There's an article here somewhere. Round robin. Our. Elimination games are these uh are these uh one one and out one and you're done. Yep. One and you're done. Absolutely. So we start off with ten teams. So we start off Balls with eight because you can't start off with ten. You either start out with eight or twelve. Okay, eight. Eight eight teams, right? So 
you brought down to four, then you brought down to two, and then you brought down to one, and then that's a floating team for the rest of the. That's not a bad idea. I like that idea. I, I'm, I'm, I think we're we're onto something here. Because in, in reality, that's only like three weeks, right? Four weeks prior to the beginning of the CFL season. I mean, they're not don't really have a training camp or anything like that, and and it could be done in in Vancouver under the dome, hub city like. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting concept. Okay, um, let's move on from that. I, I, I like okay. it. I like it. I think that, I think I think we're onto something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with the deal done, week one of preseason is in the books. Here's the week's preseason takeaways. What do we got for takeaways here? Um, I didn't – I had this. I looked at this. This was Laundry's, right? Yeah, I think Laundry's so. five takeaways. Uh, what's the number one takeaway? The score is the story, but it ain't the entire truth. So this was the uh, – the, the 41 to 6 pummeling of the BC Lions by the Calgary Stampeders. And uh, I don't think the score is relevant. I don't either. First off, the the score in any preseason game is irrelevant. A blowout like this is is just ridiculous. It doesn't mean anything. So go ahead. I, I was can't just going to say, I'll let Will go. He was there. I, I can't remember, but I left at the end of the third quarter because I believe that anybody who plays in the fourth quarter is not making the team anyways. Okay? So, and they scored a lot of points in the fourth quarter. Because it was, that it was, was clo- well, it wasn't close in the three quarters, but the fourth quarter, I was shocked. I think I left when it was 27 or something like that, not 41. So I guess there was more scoring that I didn't see. That was all I wanted to say, Charles. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to kind of echo what you said. A, first of all, if you looked at the BC Lions lineup that they fielded, you won't recognize about 80% of the names that might even be generous. There were almost no starting players, and even some second stringers didn't play. And... Is true, and a majority, probably at least half, I think even more than half, of the Stampeders' points were scored when you've got, like, the fourth stringers in, guys that are going to be stocking shelves at Walmart in two weeks. I mean, really, what can you take from that? So my question is, what was the point? Why would you spend money to take these guys on an airplane from Vancouver to Calgary to, to, to be humiliated and to, to not even get anything out of it, it, it makes even, no sense. So is that, is that because... Hello? Is that... Uh, where'd he go? I don't know. He just cut off mid-sentence. Is Blockhawk playing, playing games again? I, I, I don't know, or he pressed a button on his phone and hung up. I don't know. Go to the dashboard here. Is he I, still I was, online? I don't know. I, I was going to say, can 
to, to finish his statement, I was going to say the other difference is Calgary had 90 players dressed, and I think BC brought 70 players with them. Okay, right. so I would think I would think near the end of the game, fatigue was a factor because Calgary mm-hmm. probably had fresher bodies. Okay, yeah. Um, but he was asking. There he is. Fucking block okay, time. coming back. Yeah. Okay, you're back now. Couldn't finish your statement, buddy. I don't know where I was. You said, what was the point of what do teams get out of yeah. having these so games? It, it, what, what's, the point, what's the point in taking a bunch of losers on an airplane from Vancouver to Calgary to play football? I mean, is this because BC didn't have their, their first preseason game wasn't at home? Because somebody, everybody's got to be on the road, right? Otherwise, you can't have all home games. So it, should this have – this made no sense. Why would you do that? Well, yeah, Why but – Why would you humili- yeah, but they, humiliate they, so many people like that? They, they say they can't evaluate talent unless it's a live game and unless it's against yeah. an opposing team. So – and what Charles and I were talking about while you were gone was – and don't remember, BC only brought 70 players. Calgary had 90 players dressed. So fatigue at the end of the game is a factor as well. Okay? So just say it. So – but I mean, they do it to evaluate players. players. That's what, yes, that's what exhibition is for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I, I don't see it. I, I really there's BC Lions. I, I personally, I think your first preseason game should be against uh, uh, the UBC Thunderbirds. Okay, Calgary should have played against they, the Dinos. Hmm. And if they lose to the UB Center Thunderbirds, their season is over. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, they, there needs to be a different way of doing this. Yeah, I mean, but they I have to. Go ahead. I still think they need to have four preseason games. Two preseason hey, games Charles, is not enough. Charles, how many does yep. the NFL have? How many does the NFL, NFL have? have NFL, NFL, NFL have four. Yes, four. Okay. But they only have and, sixteen but, regular season games. Yeah, yeah. But the NFL does the same thing. They play guys that I've never heard of and I never will hear of again. Yep. You don't. Right, but they you hardly, more games. Yeah, but you hardly ever see the starters in any of the games because. Well, you should see the starters example, in the last two. Yeah, but for example, a, Mahone, a Mahomes, for example, in Kansas City, if he's in an exhibition game and he gets hurt, like, they're fucked. Yeah. A lot of times now, even in the NFL, they don't play. The, a lot of times the starting nope. quarterback doesn't play in any of them, even in any of the four. Or if he does play, he plays one series and he's done. They use it to evaluate Why don't they put, a, like, a red shirt on them where you're not allowed to hit the red shirt? They do it to evaluate players. That's what they do it for. That's what it's yeah, for. Yeah, they, they want to see how guys play in actual game situations. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. you're right, though. The score doesn't matter. They don't give a damn about the score, really. I mean, because it's not – what does a win get you? It doesn't get you anything. What does a loss cost you? It doesn't cost you anything. It's all about seeing these guys playing in game situations. Okay. So my next comment here – uh, a lot of people are going, going to disagree with, 
because they're just addicted to football like Will. Um, why do we even allow fans there? Why do we even keep score? Why do we even have televise these games? Why do we even have them on the radio? They mean nothing. They're nothing. They don't. They're, they're fucking a waste of time. Why do we participate in them as fans? Because Why there are, are fans that will go out and stand, sit there and watch practice. Look at Sparky. He was so excited that Calgary blew out BC. Like, fuck. You know, okay, number one, my first thing, is I really, really, really resent the remark when you compare football fans. You can, so I consider myself a football fan, and then you consider Sparky a football fan. We're not the same, okay? Just so you know, we are not the same, okay? I, I know excuse that the ex, Excuse the expression. He's a fucking idiot, okay? Anyways. No, he's um, not. No, he's we're not. not yes, he is. Act like that. Like no, he knows come on. nothing. He knows nothing. He knows nothing. He knows nothing about football. Sorry. And I've discovered that in the there's last few of, weeks, okay? There's a lot of hardcore fans that know nothing about football. Absolutely. Jesperson is one of them. But the problem, the problem with this one is he's on my personal messenger and and he says things and it makes me crazy. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're, 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 we like it, Sparky. Now, 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 you, now you now you got me off track. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about, about why do people yeah. participate. Why do people participate? Number one, I like to go out, and, and you know what? One of my biggest things was I spent a, t- a lot of time watching, uh, what's his name, Michael O'Connor, quarterback for BC, the second-string guy, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay, and I actually liked what I saw. Despite I was going to say, he did not play poorly. He moved the ball. He moved the ball, okay? And that's what you need, okay? And if he's the mm-hmm. second-string mm-hmm. guy... I'm hoping, what's the other guy's name? Help me here. Nathan Rourke. Which Nathan one? Nathan or Rourke. Antonio Pipkin. Nathan Rourke yeah, or Antonio Pipkin. I, I hope Nathan Rourke can move the ball just as well. And think of it this way, too. He was, moving the ball, he was moving the ball with a bunch of second and third string receivers. He, he didn't even have any Absolutely. of the Lions top. Absolutely. He didn't even have any Lions. None of them played. So, so, so Christopher, when when you made you saw me making comments about DC, I wasn't just trying to blow smoke up your ass. I was a hundred percent serious. Okay, because I I'd, I'd like to see I'd like to see BC do well this year. Okay, I'd like to see BC. Well, do well I, this I think year. we would like to see all teams do well. No, no, no. I don't want Saskatchewan to win any games, and I would prefer Edmonton doesn't win any games either. Okay. Well, the only games that Edmonton should be allowed to to win are the ones against Saskatchewan. There you go. Okay. You, you'd be okay with that? Okay. Not really, because uh, I'll be you behind want, in the you pool. You want them to be a tie, right? I'll keep on predicting. I'll keep on predicting ties, and I, you know, I'll lose. So, but yeah, I, uh, I. I, you know what? I, I I think he moved. I think he moved the ball well. To be honest with you, so and, and I'm, I'm I'm pleased to hear that. I just don't think the games 
are relevant enough to spend any money on, either to go watch them or to televise them or, or radio broadcast them. And honestly, I don't think they should keep score. Well, but there was there was I'm gonna say there was probably ten thousand fans on the stands of Calgary. No, it wasn't big. You know, and people now, enjoyed William, themselves. No one cares. Yes. You're you're a season ticket holder, or your yes. company is. You yes. have four season tickets. Do you yes. break down the cost per seat per game? Does your uh, you actually pay money for that preseason game, or is that just included in the package? Well, it's included in the package. I don't know if we pay for it or not because the other thing with preseason games, um, they also give us a voucher for as many tickets you have, so you can bring another four people if you want to. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because they just want people in the stands for the preseason game, right? Um, but yeah, don't and they were there in Regina. Don't forget in Calgary, the ticket package includes the exhibition game, and it also includes the playoff game. So, if you have one, mm-hmm. no, they 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 there's a there's a playoff ticket in that package. They just assume they're going to be in the you, playoffs. The team may not have a playoff game. Yeah, if you have a home, if you have right. a home playoff game, you may not get it. But. Correct. So there you go. But yeah, I'm sure you pay something for the exhibition game, or maybe not. Once again, I I'm not cost is insignificant to me because I don't uh, I don't pay for it. And on top of right, that, right, I understand that. And on top of that, we had a credit from 2020, so I, I think uh, I think we paid 600 bucks for our tickets this year. So, yeah, I personally it. think so. it's ridiculous though if they charge full price for a preseason game. Yeah, I would well, agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I would agree. It should be free, or it should be a nominal fee, like ten bucks or something like that. Don't charge a, don't charge people well, full price I, I, for that. Charles, that that was an I argument mean, that I had on on Let's Talk BC Lions is because I honestly think as a season ticket holder, the preseason games are a give me. I agree. And, and people were saying, "Oh no, I paid full price for those." I said, "Fuck you, you did." There's no way in hell that anybody would pay full price for that. And if you did, you're stupid. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I spent—I spent three weeks trying to give three of my tickets away, and I couldn't find any takers. Okay, so I mean, the only reason, one of the main reasons I went is was it was hot on a Saturday afternoon, and I got to sit in the sun. Okay, so and I got to watch—I got to watch football. Okay, honestly, if you, unless you've got absolutely nothing else to do, why would you want to really take time out of your day? To go see a preseason game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've I've done most, I go to preseason games most years, so I shouldn't say that. Yes. I've been to all the preseason. When I had season tickets, and I'll tell you, the most enjoyable preseason game I've ever been to was the one I know where you're at going. Thunderbird Stadium. At UBC. You said yep. that 10,000 times. 
And, and, and you know what? I agree with you. That was fun. The game was awesome. It was because there was no fixed seating. And I yeah, you sat wherever you want. My friends. Yep. Right? Because, you know, there, there's no, okay, you're in the poor seats or you're in the rich seats or you're in the ugly seats and you're, you've got over <laughs> here and this thing. Oh, you guys are across the stadium over there. And, and no, we all sat together and had fun. I like that one, too. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Will. We keep rehashing this okay. one from eight years ago. The other, the other thing, the other thing that I find ridiculous with the CFL, and they still haven't fixed it yet. Okay, is Calgary has a lot of games this year on Saturdays at five o'clock in the afternoon. And I have said, What's the problem I have with said, I have said numerous times, people. I haven't for a long time, but people work on Saturdays. Okay? Yep. They work on Saturdays. They don't go to football games on Saturdays. Okay? If it's 5 o'clock, it's too early. If it's if 2 o'clock, do it Saturday, it's it too be, early. It should be like a 7 o'clock start on a Saturday. Saturday. Absol- absolutely, it should be. So Right, but what about saying, a... What about Saturday afternoon when they start the game at one o'clock? You know, what's the difference? A lot of people work on Saturdays. <laughs> I agree. I'm telling you, the worst the worst attended games in Calgary are the Saturday games at five o'clock. Okay, can't argue with that. And people, it's because people are people go all the way to the lake. They do all kinds of things. I just, I, I really like Friday night games. I think they're awesome. So, well, I, I do I, too. I, said I think we should have two Friday night games and two Saturday night games every fucking week. I agree. I agree. That's it. With no Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. I hate Monday games. I absolutely hate Monday games on a long weekend. Whether it's Labor Day, Thanksgiving, whatever, I hate a Monday game. Because you, somebody out there has a short week, somebody out there has a long week, and it's just, it's stupid. Two you games know, Friday, two games the, Saturday, and give us a long weekend off. And it's, and it's funny because uh, Calgary plays um, Edmonton back-to-back twice this season. And if the games are timed right, I'll, I'll go to Edmonton to watch the, the, second, the second game. All year long, I'll do that, as long as it's the right timing. Because if it's a Saturday night, it's great because I can leave Calgary at four o'clock in the afternoon, be there for game time, get back in my car at ten, and I'll be back in Calgary by midnight, twelve thirty, and I have no problem doing that. That's like me every I mean, game from pre- Abbotsford. Well, that's a normal game for you. Guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a normal game for us. And it's worse for me now. I kind of have to stay overnight. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, you we and move t- on? We're going to go on to segment three. I got a yep. guest room. You have a dog. I can't stay in a house with a dog. I've got two well, dogs. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> See, that's twice as bad. Probably. I would... I yeah. would probably go stay in a hotel in Abbotsford and, and, and hang out with you for a while, but uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go stay in a house with a dog. You know, you can all stay in Vancouver, Christopher, and meet Todd Mogey there. So, 
Oh. Well, he's not in Vancouver. He's Winnipeg. He's going to the Winnipeg game this year. Oh, yeah? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. What? Uh, Okay, segment three. Uh, With the first week of preseason games in the books, teams have begun to sitting down, reviewing game film, determining who earned the right to make their rosters. With that in mind, here are the top five players who are now free agents to watch for. So these are guys who have been cut really early on in training camp. Okay, really early on. Uh, Jordan Williams Lambert, receiver with the Calgary Stampeders. Twenty twenty one, he was with the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, his best season was seven hundred and seventy six yards. That was his rookie season, and I remember him coming to Calgary twice, and he gave the Stampeders fits. Okay, they could not stop him. So I was shocked by that too, Charles, big time. But I, I think some other things go into the way the Stampeders determine. He's also a big body. I think he's 6'3", 235 pounds. Okay. Yeah. And I think other things go into their decision-making, and I wonder if he fit in the locker room. So that's the only Possibly thing I can didn't. come up with. I mean, they do have they do have a number of really good American receivers. I mean, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna wit or he wasn't gonna beat out Kamar Jordan. He wasn't gonna beat out Reggie Bigleton, and they have a couple of younger guys. And once again, go back to you know cheaper and faster, right? So, I mean, maybe that's why. But I'm surprised no team has picked him up yet. Okay. So Me second too. on the list is quarterback Antonio Pipkin. Yeah, he's not uh, a free agent anymore. Of Chad Kelly in Toronto obviously had the major impact in the double blue. So this is a preseason game that uh, actually did well for Chad Kelly, and it tossed Pipkin in the garbage. Uh, yep. He was signed by the BC Lions. Uh, short yardage guy backing up Nathan Rourke, or is he going to compete for the number one job? I don't think he can. If he can't make the number two guy in Toronto, why does BC want him? Maybe they think he's better than Michael O'Connor. Who knows? Uh, Maybe. You know, maybe. He's got a little bit more experience. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah. Maybe he's just practice roster fodder. I don't know. I remember I remember last year when everybody was talking about uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson was just kind of keeping the quarterback seat warm while they developed Ant- Antonio Pipkin. And then Pipkin and Bethel Thompson got hurt. Pipkin came in and absolutely fucking stunk uh, out the place. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep. And, and I thought for sure he was going to get cut right then. But uh, no, and 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 now somebody and BC picks up this guy. I'm well, I think it's, that one. Uh, quarterbacks. It all depends on the offense too, and what offense they're running. Some quarterbacks will fit better in the different systems. I'll say this though: with the Lions quarterback receive or the Lions receiving core, those guys could be the type of receivers to make even an average quarterback look good. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a lot of talent at receiver there. Yep. They did not have a bad O-line last year, but they didn't have a great one. If they've improved their O-line, that could be deadly. You know, it could be yes, very competitive. And, and Michael, thinking here. No, but Michael O'Connor still had lots of time to throw in Calgary. Okay? So the yeah, but no, the O-line was badly. not the O-line. No, no, but but right. but they but they have some guys that are going to play on the O line. Like, you know, they were evaluating their O line is going to be good. I I don't so. think it's going to be bad. What were they fourth or fifth in the league last year for sacks? I mean, they were certainly better. He had a shitty O line, but they weren't. They did. They weren't. They were actually quite a step up from the year before. <laughs> oh hell yeah. But that was yeah, again, I mean, that, that Ryan Chu guy and took in Kelly Bates, wasn't it? Who they wasted a bunch of money on. Yeah. Yes. Bringing in a, a Montreal Alouette when we had this great BC Lion that could have done the job. I don't understand that, but so be it. Um, okay, moving down the roster, what happened here? My, my computer's doing weird shit. Yeah, for sure. Computers do. Okay, uh, I need to go back into this article. Oh, excuse me. Okay, okay, who's next here? Chandler? Chandler? Chandler. He's a receiver with the Argos, and they toss him to the curb. Who cares? I don't know who that is. Yeah. Just okay, saying. So, but just uh, Matthew Ferguson thinks that he's a he's a good guy. Uh, Andrew Pickett, offensive lineman with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Well, he's a third round draft pick in 2018, and he did shit all with Ottawa the last three years. So. Um, they just needed to give – their team needed an anima. They got it. And they're still cutting people from last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, is Ottawa going to be better? I think Ottawa is going to be better than they were last year. They can't honestly be any worse. I, mean, I was going to say that can, that's not exactly yeah, a uh, – Think about it. They have a completely new team, so they better be better. <laughs> well, they they don't have to be better. I mean, they you know they could have just gone and got. They could have just brought more crap in. in. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and the last guy that he's picked here is Brady Sheldon, a linebacker. Now, he's another Argo. So Argos have tossed three of their guys to the curb, and uh, I don't know. I mean, what can we do? There's nothing to say about these guys. There really isn't. Yeah, I think I think I think the big names are going to pop out next week after Saturday because Saturday is cut down day. Yeah, that's the more interesting cut that typically always is because 
Yeah. There are a lot of times, guys, you are you are very surprised to get cut, and that's because after the two preseason games are over, coaches are finding, saying, well, yeah, that's a good guy, but this guy's cheaper, and we can get by with this guy. So we'll just cut him loose. Yeah. That, that seems to happen at least half a dozen guys every year, so... It's better be in the, the second year of his touch. contract, not the third, because the third year can, is 50% guaranteed, right? Well, if you've negotiated that, that won't be that won't be in effect for guys now because that, that wasn't negotiated. It, that's going forward, so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so let's jump to the next one, okay? Time to begin previewing the coming season, starting with one question for each of the four Eastern Division teams. This is uh, uh, Pat Steinberg. Now, Pat Steinberg, that's, a, that's the Saskatchewan uh, uh, guy, Monday, right? Monday, No, that's the guy that's a Monday morning quarterback. Right, but he, okay. Yeah. I thought he was based on... Oh, maybe he, he might be a Saskatchewan guy, actually, now that, you think, now that I think about it. Yeah. I think you may be right. So, Hamilton Tiger Cats, here's their question. Is the third time a charm? Okay, so they've been to -to back-to-back Grey Cups, losing them to Winnipeg. Do we think that Hamilton Tiger Cat is going to get to the Grey Cup again and this time win it? I don't think Hamilton's got the gumption to do anything. I'd be surprised if they make it back to the Grey Cup this year, personally. I don't think they've gotten better. I don't think they got better. Yeah, but with what they had, once again, you know, the definition of insanity, right? So I think they... Over and over again, expecting different results. Right. So I think they made enough... I think they made enough changes this year that... They're not doing the insanity thing. We'll see how good these guys they made changes with. You know, no Brandon Banks, no uh, another defensive lineman. They got rid of Jagarin Davis. So we'll see. I Jeremiah Mazzoli. Right. Well, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and so Dane Evans. It's his job to lose. So that might make a difference. So let's let's wait and see. But uh, they could. I think they made enough changes where they could, as long as these are the right changes. So, and I mean, I think the staleness is kind of gone from them now because they've made some changes, and they had to. They had to. So, we'll see. Jalen Acklins is gone. Yeah, they, they've lost a lot of guys. It depends if they're able to mesh it well is. with the uh, guy. So. We have Braylon Addison, Tim White, Steve Dunbar. Brendan Banks. Brendan mm-hmm. Banks. So. Mazzoli. Jaguar Davis. Yep. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of a – I don't know if Hamilton made themselves stronger. Right. We'll, we'll it's see. a really dis- it's a decisive thing for me. So, I mean, th- having Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dane Evans there, I, I know it bruised poorly for a, um, you know, 
a tight-knit, strong group. But please tell me what team is not one hit away from being on their second-string quarterback. Right. So, you know, I'm really – I think they've made themselves weaker by doing that. Personal opinion. I mean, look at Montreal. Montreal's got the badge and Trevor Harris, right? Yep. So, Montreal, this is a big question for Montreal. Is the CFL's most explosive offense? What was this guy smoking? Yeah, they've never struck me as an explosive offense. In fact, they, you know what? Isn't the big thing that they've never been able to stretch the field? They've always struck me because they have William Stanback as a running team. Yeah. Okay. So, if running the ball seven yards at a time is explosive, well, I guess they're explosive. No, I'm not buying I think, this one. I think Montreal will be better this year, though. I think they're going to challenge for first place. To be honest with you. Who are they going to challenge? Hamilton. Okay. Not Toronto? Maybe Toronto. Yeah. No, I don't think Toronto. Toronto's picked up some really good players. Go ahead. Yeah, they did. I I, I, know. I I think they picked up some some interesting components. Yeah, uh, I agree. Andrew Harris is definitely one of them. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking at Toronto next. Is Macbeth ready for full-time prime time? So he I've is the man now. He is the starter. Yeah, but I've always considered him the man for the last two or three years. He's played more games than most. He has, but, you know, they've they got the, you know, the, the next Doug Flute and James Franklin is there. He brought him in from Edmonton. And then they brought in the the the, the, the other god from Scat or from Calgary, Nick Arbuckle, and neither one of those guys panned out. And they just kept bringing back Bethel Thompson. Now I don't know is he going to have like a, a a parking spot for his scooter, or are they going to make him you know use the handicap ramp because he's getting pretty old. Well, okay, so if you think about it. They did definitely get older. Okay. Yeah. Because they right across the they, board. They brought in Brandon Banks. Eric Rogers is already old. Oh, Devarius Daniels has to be thirty now. Okay, so and Andrew Harris is Andrew what, 35? 38? He's what, 34, 35? Yeah. 34, 33, something like that. And, and don't forget Bethel Thompson. Yeah, he's over he's 30 33 as well. Yep. They've got one of the older, especially on offense, one of the older teams. Yeah. They do. I love the question for Ottawa. I love this question, okay? Ottawa Red Blacks question. How long will it take? <laughs> A decade. But it's a we good question because, yeah, they... underway in Ottawa. Go ahead, Charles. I was saying that, yeah, they brought in a lot of new players 
problem is it doesn't just mesh just like that. It's going to take these guys some time to get some cohesiveness down. Well, it, it is, but, you know, they've, uh, you know, they got rid of Marcel Desjardins. I mean, that was a big step for them is to get rid of the general manager. And they got Sean Burke in there, and he's putting together a team. They did bring in Jeremiah Mazzoli. Uh, they brought in, you know, William Powell is back. Uh, Jalen Acklins is there. B.J. Cunningham is there. Uh, Umbra Williams. He's uh, probably I think Williams. Done some pretty good... Yeah, yeah, whatever. I think mm-hmm. they, they've made some. Rich, they have made some good changes. Yep. Now the, the question is: Is it a football team or is it a bunch of individuals? And it's whether or not they can pull them together. If they can pull well, them together, that, they might I, be a competitive team. I don't think that's the biggest question. For me, the biggest question is Jeremiah Mazzoli. He's not. He's not. He's not going to win anything. He's never won anything because he still thinks run first and pass second, and you're not going to win in the CFL if that's the way you think. No, especially when you're old. Yes. And as he gets older, he gets hit more, he's going to be injured more. And then who is their backup? I can't even remember. I watched the game the other night, and I can't remember. So That's that guy they had last year, uh, but I can't remember his name. No, that was Dominic Davis, Charles, last year. <laughs> no, they had another and, guy towards and, the end of the year. And, hey, here's my question. Where's, where's what's-his-name at? Matt Nichols? Yeah. Was he a, he's, he's a free agent. That. Yeah, well, I he think was, he eh? is. So, yeah, I don't. I guess I don't he's think he's on the roster anymore. I guess Maybe he'll retired. emerge at some point this year. Well, hey, there's a backup. If you need one, or a replacement quarterback, if you need one. Yeah, Caleb well, Evans was their the backup. Detail. That's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, right. Matt Nick- Matt Nichols is a free agent. Wow. I'm pretty sure of that. Yes, he is. Yeah. Which I'm really surprised yeah. that BC didn't sign him. Because I think it would rather have Matt Nichols and Antonio Pipkin, but that's beside the point. No, you wouldn't. I don't they really got William like Powell Antonio back there now. I just do not. All right. So let's jump over to the Western Division now and start with the uh, Grey Cup champion, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. How dynamic will their run game be? Well, they, you know, Andrew Harris is gone, and we, we stated that he's gone to Toronto. But they've got two other Canadians, which was one is Johnny Augustine, and the other is Brady Oliveira. Now, both of these guys showed signs of brilliance last year. But there was no consistency in that. So how good is their run game going to be? Because they relied on it a lot to keep the pressure off of Zach Caleros. If their run game sucks and Caleros has to throw the ball, the defensive lines are going to pin their ears back and go for it. Zach Caleros make it to Labor Day. Don't forget 
last year, uh, Andrew Harris missed the first four games, and they did fine. Yep. Okay. And Christopher Jones, my dead mother, could run behind that offensive line, okay, and be successful. Yeah. I, I mean, all you got to do is stick your head between those fat-ass cheeks and go to town, man. And <sighs> you're going to get five yards every time. Fuck. Guaranteed. Yeah, and if you're good, you you break it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so I'm I don't think the run game is going to be a problem. Run game is not going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, neither individually, neither one of those guys are as good as Andrew Harris. But combined, they should still be able to do enough to uh, to um, and give them at least what? a decent running game. They they also lost the number one receiver in the CFL last year. They also lost their second best receiver in the CFL. Their second yep. best receiver on that team last year. They've lost some parts, and I don't know if it'll make a difference, but I, I think it will. Okay, because they replaced uh, Darvin Adams with the guy from Edmonton who played in Ottawa. What was his name? And I, to me, he's old and slow now. The white guy from Ottawa. Receiver, got it. Greg Ellenson. Yes, sir. That's the one. That's the one. And I think he's past his prime, to be honest with you. So that's yeah. not their only problem. That's not their only problem. No, so, no, but they have a lot of problems. They do indeed. I don't think Winnipeg is, Winnipeg is not going to be as strong a team as they were last year. I don't think so. No. You but can only on in pro sport. On the other hand, you never know how they've how they've recruited and scouted. So. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, you can say the same thing about Huff's teams year in year out, and they always surprise you. Except the last couple. Of yep. Yep. I look at Huff right now and 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 think of like. Is he, is he doing like the Wally Buono? Because like Wally Buono was like deadly at picking teams for quite some time. And the last five years or so of, of his tenure, he picked some shitty teams. And he it did. just almost looks like Huff is, is following this, following him and saying, you know, he's not he's not building great teams the last couple of three years. So, anyhow. Well, we we won't deal with that one right now. So where are we? We're in the West. I, I, I keep losing this this thing here. Okay, the next question here is Saskatchewan Rough Riders. How much will they stretch the field? Well, like that was the big thing. Cody Fajardo threw a lot of two and three yard passes, and and really didn't go long. And I mean, they've got some good receivers there with Jack Evans, Kyran Moore, and Duke Williams. But none of those things, they just, they did not account for a lot of large, a lot of yards last year. And Cody Fajardo, I'm, not, I'm still not convinced the man's a fucking starter. I agree. And, and to top it off, I still am adamant that Craig Dickinson is not a head coach. 
Well, but yeah, now he's got Nathan, or now he's got Jason Moss there, so maybe that'll make a difference for their offense. I, I, yeah, you know what they they have they have some great receivers, okay, but I don't think they have a good quarterback, and uh, I think he, uh, we'll see, we shall see, I guess. We, we can't be hypocritical and say that BC has great receivers so they can use a me- mediocre quarterback and then say that Calgary's got, or Saskatchewan's got some great receivers and their quarterback is mediocre. So they're not going to yeah, do but, well when we say yeah, that BC's going to yeah, do well. I don't, you know, we can't be I hypocritical. I've, I've never thought Cardi, Cody Fajardo was a good quarterback, okay? We don't know. We don't know. We still do not know right now how good of a quarterback Nathan Rourke is going to be. We don't yeah. know. No, that's he a great unknown. Two games last year. Whatever it was. And Cody Fajardo's uh, numbers last year were not very good. No, they he only averaged no. 228 yards passing. He only had three more touchdowns than he did in reception. And he had a rating of 90.9. That's not a good rating. One of life's mysteries. See, one, of the things I, one of the things I'm shocked about with Saskatchewan, because they did it in 2013, I guess it was, they brought in a lot of guys because they wanted to be in the Grey Cup. I haven't they seen were buying that either. I haven't seen that this year. So, are they convinced they have the team to get to the Grey Cup? Uh, if they are, they're delusional. Okay. Interesting question. Yep. Okay. Let's turn the page. Great Bob Seger song. Anyhow, uh, Calgary Stampeders. Is it? Thurman time. Jameer Thurman. Yep. Darnell Sankey led the league in defensive tackles last season, which is why his signing in Saskatchewan this winter made big news. Darnell Sankey is now a rider, eh? Okay. Yep. Yep. Because Jameer Thurman was already ready to go. So this is a... Is this, he's not a Canadian, no. No. Nothing that says that. Um, but he, he's so he's moving from will linebacker to middle linebacker because that's why yep. they brought Cam. That's why they brought Cam, Cam Judge, Judge in because he's he's a natural will. And you know what? He is one guy on Saturday against BC. He looked really good. He looked really good, Cameron Judge. Who Cameron Judge? So, yeah. Yes, he looked really good. So, so who knows? I mean, once again, Calgary seems to replace guys all the time that are great, and they don't care because I bet you, I bet you, Sankey went to Saskatchewan for an extra ten grand or something like that because he's only a second-year player. So, yep. Once again, a lot of guys do not like to stay in Calgary because I think Calgary has, is a very disciplined organization and they don't let guys get away with shit. So not only that, they don't pay players a lot. They don't, 
They're not going to pay you a lot of money. No, they don't pay players the highest amount of money. No doubt about it. Okay, moving on. What happened to... Oh, they're down at the bottom there. BC Lions, how quickly will it come for Nathan Rourke? Well, that's the million-dollar question in the CFL this year. There is no real question in it in it that is more important than this one. This is a Canadian starting quarterback that we haven't had since shit, Russ Jackson. Um, yes, we've had Canadian quarterbacks start a game. Never they've consistently. They've never been defined as the starter. Okay, Nathan Rourke is it. He's the man. Uh, and the big question is, is he capable of doing this? Now, I love Rick Campbell's question, okay, or, or his answer to this, because he was asked about this, and he goes, you know, Nathan Rourke was trained at a, an American high school. He was trained at an American college. And if he was an American, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. But because he People was would... born in Canada, we're having a discussion as to whether or not he's a good quarterback. Right. And he's right. Yep. Right? It's got nothing to do with his nationality. Yeah. If he, if, all intents and purposes, he's a fucking American. Yeah. But if he was born so in America, people would be talking. American ta- Singleton was a Canadian. Yeah, and people would be talking about, if he was born in America, people would be talking about him as the next big thing. Could they be seen, look at this uh, U.S. college quarterback, look at his pedigree, look at his rule. Look at his awards and stuff like that. Because remember, this guy was the John Cornish winner two years in a row. Yeah. But because he was born in Canada and Victoria, oh, he's just Canadian. He's not going to do much. You see, and, and what I, I, I hate to say this, but what BC has to do is they have to give him it's some time. Games. They have to give him some mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And okay. he's going if to have growing pains. If he sucks in three or four games in a row, they cannot replace him with somebody else. If you're going to commit, commit, okay? And and let's see how it goes. I mean, and a example, little bit he played. A little bit he played last year. He didn't look like a Canadian quarterback. Okay? He didn't look out of place at all. No, he did not. No, he did not. I will give you that. And let's remember, For he sure. did win the Offensive Player of the Week the final week of the season. Granted, that has to be um, followed up by saying he was playing an Edmonton team that was playing their second game in five days, and it was the <laughs> last game of the season with two teams that weren't making the playoffs. So yep. that's got to at least be factor in. But, but it's still, but it's still, still game experience. Good. It's still game yep. experience. Mm-hmm. And we all know, because this week, I mean, I've never seen so many people ripping BC this week. And we all know it it doesn't matter till the lights come on. Let's see what happens. Because, I mean, we're going to be surprised from the get-go. I guarantee it. In a good way? With everybody. I'm talking about everybody in general. And, I mean, you know what? If 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 BC has a decent offensive line, you never know what he can do, right? 
if they have a decent running game, you never know what he can do. Once mm-hmm. again, football football is a team sport. We know well, he's re- got great. We know he's got great receivers. Yes, he's he's got the best receiving core in the league, and I mean that's arguable. But for that question, I, yeah. I can't see. I don't see anybody who's better. Great. I agree. I mean, you look at the guys they got. You've got um, Brian Burnham. You've got Lucky Whitehead. Uh, you've got who else? You got um, Katoy. Uh, Javon Katoy. You've got uh, a guy. A lot of people are forgetting of Dominic Rhines uh, from Ottawa. You've yeah. got a lot of different guys there that are um, really uh, great receivers and. Who knows? They got these other guys. I know Sparky was talking these other guys up last week. I didn't see much from them. In fact, I think they had combined one catch in that game against Calgary, so I'm not sure exactly how effective they are. My, but hey, my I mean, last gotta, statement stands. My last statement stands, okay? Yeah, if they're NFL caliber, why aren't they in the NFL? That's and that's right. a valid that's question. Right. How does he know what? My question so, is... So, so does he believe the NFL is better than the CFL? If that's what he believes, fuck off. Okay? <laughs> You're picking on Sparky tonight. Uh, yes, I am. Does BC have a running game? Does BC have a running game? That's the question. Um, they've got James know. Butler back from last year, but he did not have I, any I real big games big until the final game that we were just talking about. That's a big question. I, I think that's the bigger question than whether or not Nathan Rourke's going to be a, a competitive quarterback. I agree. I mean, Nathan Rourke is the biggest question in the CFL, but the biggest question for the BC Lions is do we have a running game? And if they do have a running game, that helps take pressure off of Nathan Rourke. Yes, it does. 100% it does. Team sport. Remember, right, guys. right now they've got running backs listed. They've got... Well, I've never heard of most of these guys. I've heard of James Butler I've heard of. I've heard of Jamal Lyles. But I've never heard of Darius Clark or Bruce Anderson. I don't know who they are, but they're listed under the running back depth chart. Okay, moving on from the BC Lions, because I could talk about them all night, but we're not going to. Uh, we're going to talk about the Calgary Stampeders quarterback, Nick Arbuckle, now in the Edmonton Elks uniform. And it looks like he is going to be the number one guy in Edmonton. Uh, is he good enough to play football? Is he good enough to be a starter in the CFL? Is, I mean, we're, we're questioning Cody Fajardo. Or we, should we be questioning Nick Arbuckle? Well, he wasn't good enough to play in Toronto. Yeah, they got rid of him relatively was. quick. McLeod Bethel Thompson. Well, he's good enough to play there either. Oh, I don't know. I, I tend to not think. I don't think Ryan Dinwiddie's. A, I don't think Ryan Dinwiddie's a good a good football coach. And I and I think he made a mistake, but. Nick Arbuckle, if you remember correctly, Nick Arbuckle was cut twice by Calgary before he ever made yes. it to St. Peter's. That's okay. correct. 
and, and, and the brought only back, reason, and brought back, and brought back. Yeah, but the only the only reason they brought him back was because Andrew Buckley retired because he beat Nick yeah. Arbuckle out two years in a row. <laughs> so, and he was a Canadian quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now he did come in though when Bo Levi Mitchell was hurt, and he played very well. But again, that yeah. was what I think six games. I don't know if that's a big enough sample size. I mean, any quarterback can put together a, a good string of five or six games. And I think he was only well, 500 in those six games. That's and four he games did, but fucking Nathan Rourke's played. That's a good point. Also, but he also beat the Bombers last year with Toronto. Hmm. Yeah, but he also got beat by Ottawa twice. Well. Once again, you're talking about Eastern teams who can get beat by each other on any given day, okay? Because they all mm-hmm. suck. <laughs> well, Nick Arbuckle was in Edmonton last year, was he not? Yeah, but he was in. He Edmonton went there, but he time. never played. Okay. So. I mean, he looked yeah, so those are the questions game. for the East and the West Division. Anything? Do you have any questions? What What do you think is important in this in this league right now? I I said that the BC Lions running game is my question. That's the big one that I've seen. Um, you know, Toronto's question of Bethel Thompson. That's a good question. I don't know. My biggest question is, uh, in Calgary, is you know what it is? Is Bo Levi Mitchell going to play football? Is he going to re? Is he going to regain any kind of form? He really uh, didn't look all that good the other night. He he played two series or three series. He threw two picks, (laughs) and uh, yeah. So, the backups on, on. And you yeah, didn't but, tell me, no, no. Will. I remember you saying Bo is back. Bo is back. I that's what they, Bo that's, is back. that's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. And <laughs> in in Bo's, like in Bo's hold on in Bo's defense, um, he did throw three balls in his first series. Every single one of those balls hit the receivers in the hands, and they dropped them. So, that's not Bo's fault. It is preseason, uh, but they were they were starting Calgary receivers. So, but you know that that is what counts in stats, right? Yep. And he did. Uh, the, the, he threw a pick in the end zone, and it was to Colton Hunchak. But I heard from his father today that. Uh, Bo under through the ball. I mean, they, they grade every position on their mistakes and their not mistakes, and it was Bo's mistake, apparently. So, um, can he be rusty? Sure he can. But who knows? Yeah. Shit, who can't be rusty? Well, I mean, you know, once again, team sport, you get Kadeem Carey in the backfield, you get his starting receivers around him, who knows? And you get a... And you get a starting offensive line. Who knows? 
and that can go for everybody. I uh, yeah, I have I have big expectations this year with St. Peter's. I really do. So, so. But you do every year. Every year you I'm tell say, us no, you always... go 15 Yeah, no, no. Last year, after the first couple of games, I was convinced because Bo looked terrible. I mean, once again, we talk about this all the time. The CFL is a quarterback-driven league, and Bo was not a very good quarterback last year. Who was the best quarterback in the CFL? Charles. Zach Polaris. Yes. Charles, isn't Will McDonald the uh, Rod Peterson of Calgary? Kind of. Pulling out um, unex, uh, un, un, unrealistic excuse expectations. Me, excuse me, excuse me. I I've seen Rob Peterson. I'm a lot better looking than he is. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not betting on that. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, okay. And I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I don't wanna sound like a dick. But if you two guys had any expectations for BC in the last two years, you're delusional because they weren't very good, and they we knew they weren't going to be very good. We all knew they weren't very good. I, okay, I, I honestly believe they would they would have done better than they did. But I I mean I do. The only reason they weren't they weren't in last place last year is because Edmonton was worse. Right, but I did expect mm-hmm. things from them. I did expect things from them last year because they had a an experienced coaching staff. The year before, when they had Devon, I wear my hat, Kirkland Claybrooks. I, I mean, that was just a disaster, right? Yep. Yes. So. Yeah, and I knew it so, was a disaster before the season started. I just I had correct. to leave. Correct. And once again, the other thing we got to look at is it's a long season, and guys can start out poorly. It's the CFL, man. They can lose their first five games and still come back and win the whole thing. Well, so, that's a Wally Buono 2011. 2011. Yep. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. So, and your team can be absolute shit one year, and then the next year they can be fantastic. And I that's honestly why I think, went. too, sorry, go yes. on. Go ahead. No, Going that's, back why, to the, that's, why I, that's why I love the cool. CFL, because it can do that. You know what I mean? Yep. And I honestly think that if Nathan Rourke can be at least just decent, he doesn't have to be spectacular, the best quarterback in the league. If Nathan Rourke can be decent and keep the, the Lions in games, they can be very easily be in the mix in the Western Division. Because I was looking the other day, and I, I, I had to kind of remind myself, I was looking at the BC secondary. That's yep. going to be a very hard secondary to throw on. They've got some very, very good uh, defensive backs in that backfield. Mm-hmm. Very so, good and very experienced. You, we, we're going to keep going back to BC here, and that's kind of because that's near and dear to our heart. But I do not think the BC Lions were as bad as their record was last year, basically because of their kicking. I think BC should have been in the playoffs. They, they definitely they were a better team than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were. So, you know, it, it just comes down to that. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I, I have no faith in Saskatchewan at all. 
Uh, I think Saskatchewan's in the basement, followed by Edmonton, BC, Calgary, and Winnipeg. And 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 there's a few of those teams that could be interchangeable. Calgary could beat out Winnipeg this year. Or or I, you see, I I personally think the big question mark in the in the West. I think the big question mark is Edmonton. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were they're the dark horse. They were they were horrible last year. But they also have Chris Jones, so you don't know what he's going to fucking come up with. Yep. Okay. And I hope you know. I hope he falls flat on his face. But I still and, don't and think you know that's he won't. Happen. And I yeah. can tell you one thing: they're going to be better defense. They're going to be better defensively. I can tell you that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So that one scares me. The two things that scares me is Chris Jones three hours down the highway from Calgary. And what if Nick Arbuckle is a really good quarterback? That scares me. Imagine a guy that got caught in and brought in and developed by Calgary ends up being a, a star for Edmonton. How's that yep. for irony? Well, fuck. Yep. Can you say Mike Riley? Yep. Yeah, but the, he wasn't developed by uh, Calgary, though, who is like, uh, no, I'm talking about Calgary BC. because it, no, it was developed by BC, but, but I'm talking about Calgary just because of the rivalry between Calgary and Edmonton and that yep. Alberta rivalry. Yep. Those cities don't like each other, period, whether it be football, hockey, or whatever. They don't like each other. No. no. Okay. So... Um, this is a this we're going to do this next segment here, and this is for Sparky's benefit because he really wants to see it happen. Um, what are your thoughts on the BC Lions being angered by the late game Stampeders blitz that injured quarterback Kevin Thompson? Well, I'm torn on this question because it is a preseason game. Players are auditioning for the team. So they have to go ball to the wall. They may only get in for two series at the end of the game. And it, and that's their chance to shine. So Calgary has to be able to evaluate every player on every play to the final whistle. Okay? I think this was an, an, an absolute dick move by Dave Dickinson to calling this play. Because knowing that there was not a competent offensive line to protect the quarterback, why would you call a blitz? And yes, I know you're evaluating your defensive line and their ability to do this. It, it, it goes both ways here, and I'm really on the fence. I, I know that you have to evaluate these players and go for go for the throat, but I think when the game was – I mean, the game's out of hand. It doesn't matter. It's preseason. It doesn't count for shit. So the score is irrelevant, like I said earlier. But I think when you go hard on a quarterback like that in a preseason game, you're being a dick. Just my opinion. Uh, William, you go next. Well, number one, 
Dave wouldn't have called that. That would have been Brent Monson. Okay, he's a defensive coordinator. Dave has nothing to do with right, the defense. Right, but okay. Dave, Dave does have does have the nothing, ultimate authority nothing, on nothing that. to do nothing to do with the defense. Okay. Um, okay. I I understand what you're saying. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but. I also I also look down the road. What if this guy what if this guy ends up being the starting quarterback in NBC because of injuries or for whatever reason, okay? And he comes into Calgary mid season and he didn't get his he didn't get hit in the preseason game. He's gonna have more confidence. Now he doesn't have any. I I believe I don't care I don't care what the score is. I don't care what kind of game it is. You're playing football. You play football hard, and that's all that's to it as far as I'm concerned. Okay? So let me ask you this. Do do players in the NHL in exhibition games, if uh, a team has a, has a rookie goaltender in net trying to make the team, do they shoot the puck less harder? Because they might hurt him, and it's an exhibition game. I don't think so. I, not compared. I think that I think that's a different situation altogether. Not compared. Once again, once again, if he's if he's evaluating his linebackers and he calls a blitz, and the linebacker doesn't hit the quarterback, he didn't do his job, so he might get cut. Is all I'm saying. And I don't know. I do believe at least Tuesday or Wednesday last week or this week, I think uh, that quarterback was still in Calgary in the hospital. I do believe. No, he's out. He's out now. Oh, is he out now? He's, okay. He's, yeah, he's okay. out now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He, he was out two days later. But, I yes. mean, I don't even know okay. what the, the injury was. Will, you, I thought it, you weren't I there, think then you was, had left. No, but I think I saw highlights. I think it was a rib injury, to be honest with you. It might be. I haven't seen video of the actual play. So. If you've got a rib injury, hang on. If you've got a rib injury and it keeps you in the hospital for two days, that's severe. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty easy, pretty easy to break ribs. I know, but you, why would you stay in the hospital? I thought it was a shoulder injury. Or she could have been a shoulder injury. I don't know. Once again, we don't talk about injuries in any sports anymore because it could give the other team an advantage. Whether it's upper a body or nobody. Injury. Upper body injury. Or I caught my scrotum in my zipper, one of the two. You know what I mean? Anyways. Dude, Charles, man. go ahead. Comes I, back I to, uh, what was that movie, Something About Mary? Remember that? Yes. Ooh, that yes. was terrible. That was pain. Yes, it I, was that terrible. hurt. I can still feel the that pain. Was, that hurt that to was, watch. That yeah. Was a, that was an '80s movie. Charles don't remember '80s movies because there's something about Mary was like in the early 2000s. Yeah, but but it was an '80s thing that they were talking about because back then, summertime, certain certain um, certain males wouldn't wear underwear under their pants. Okay, and yeah. Cause for some problems. Yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, we got a bleeder. Moving on. Okay. Uh, I need to hear your uh, take on this, Charles. Okay. I understand the whole play preseason, playing hard, playing to the whistle and stuff like that. But at the same time, you're in the closing seconds of a meaning, closing minutes of a meaningless preseason game where you're leading a team 41 to 6 and you're playing a bunch of third stringers and guys who are going to be given uh, their walking papers uh, two days ago. Why the hell do you need to blitz? You can play hard without blitzing a quarterback. You don't blitz like during the regular season. You're not blitzing anyone then. Why are you calling a blitz at that point? I mean, come on. There is still something called sportsmanship. I know it's you know not around very often nowadays, but come on. You don't need to sit there calling a blitz with like two and a half minutes to go when you're leading 41 to 6. It's just... Hang on. uh, Okay, and Charles, I don't disagree with you. And if this was a regular season game, this was a regular season game, and it was in garbage time like that, and and you're up 46 to 6, you've got the two points... There, there's absolutely no meaning to this game whatsoever, and you do that, I would come fucking unglued on the Calgary Stampeders about that. But this was not that scenario. This was not garbage time. This was play to the whistle. This is my one and only chance to show the coach that I can play football, and I don't disagree with the players doing what the players did. I disagree with the coach calling the play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why would you call a blitz at that point? I mean, the player's got to do what you got to do. If that's the play that's called, you got to do it, especially in preseason, uh, or you're going to get cut if you don't. But why do you call yeah, that in, in the first place? In garbage time, you don't play that hard. Right? right. Regular season garbage time, even if they called the blitz, you wouldn't be putting that much effort into it. Yeah. But right? still, I mean, I I just thought the call itself it was ridiculous. It was a bad play yeah. call. Terrible. Should there be repercussions? No. No, no I'm not football. saying that. It's football. football. No. It, it was a football play. It wasn't a bad play. Yeah. It was a... A bad injury, a fluke injury, a bad injury, whatever. You don't want your quarterback hurt, put up a better O-line. But I'm not even calling it a cheap shot. I just thought it was just a completely unnecessary play to call in the first place. I agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. With the time left in the game, it was just like, okay, man, it the score's 41-6, to six, can we just get the fuck out of here? Yeah. That's my yeah. point. Right? Let's go get those white bitches. Oh, did I say that? Whoops. <laughs> God, fuck it. We're in trouble. <laughs> I had to fire a guy this week. I had to fire a guy this week because he was making racial slurs and sexually harassing one of my female truck drivers. Uh-huh. And 
He didn't do anything. He, he didn't do anything that we wouldn't do on this show. But I had to fire him. Well, yeah, but this oh, is our show. We can do whatever we want. This is our show. Yeah, that wasn't his show. It was my show. Okay, so the last one here uh, with 15 minutes. No, it's not the last one. we got a, two more. Uh, the CFL has partnered with Viziac. Is that it? Is that how you say that, Viziac? I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, to deliver the 2022 season to over 130 countries and territories around the globe, single game, multiple games, including regular season, post games, and the Grey Cup are going to be available here. And I looked at this package. It's not bad. And I tried to sign up for it. 99 bucks for the entire season. I figured 100 bucks to watch the, the CFL wouldn't be bad. Uh, sorry, not available in your country. Not available in Canada. This is the international. What? Yeah. So then I'm looking at the uh, TSN package. And the TSN package is $19 a month. $19 a month for six months is $120. Uh, you know, I'm going to pay 100 I'm going to pay more money because I'm a Canadian. Because I don't pay that for a year. They don't want to fuck What's with that? TSN. Is that what you're talking They don't want to fuck with TSN. Is that what you're telling me? Well, you know, if TSN offered me a CFL package, uh-huh. I would take it in a heartbeat. But this is a everything TSN. I don't want to watch the Blue Jays. I don't care about anything else. Oh, I'm not, okay. I don't care. Yeah, But it, it's that. all five TSN channels or whatever it is. And I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to watch bowling. I'm not going to go watch darts. I'm not going to go watch anything like this. I just want to watch CFL games. Yeah, but have you and, ever watched bowling? Uh, I have it's to pay quite, a premium to do no, because most of the bowling on TV is 10-pin, and I hate 10-pin bowling. I, I, I bowl 5-pin. Five 5-pin? Five Isn't no, that for yeah. 12-year-old boys? No. You realize I can take a 5-pin ball ten. and I can take a 5-pin ball and throw it overhand and still get a strike, okay? <laughs> I would bet you couldn't. I, I, I'll tell you what. We go 5-pin bowling, I would smoke your ass. Okay. Oh, fuck. Now there's, now there's. We need to go bowling I, now. There's a competition I want to be involved in. Absolutely. Oh, no kidding. Okay. And 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 I'll let okay, you so, have spark. I'll let you spark you on your team. <laughs> so we're gonna have a CFL. Let's talk CFL podcast five pin bowling tournament. There you go. Is that what you're saying? When are we gonna Absolutely. do this? Whenever we do know, this, I'm in. I mean, I'm going to finish last. I know I am, but whatever. It'd be fun. I'm thinking, why don't we? Why don't we, we try for the next time? You know, the next time, the Grey Cups in Vancouver. Charles, we don't know about TV, but I will. They've got these little rail bumpers that go up in the gutter, so that your ball doesn't go in the gutter. So you sweet. I need those. Here. Yep. <laughs> the little kitty ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, anyhow, what do you guys think about this? I think this is pretty awesome that this is yep. now we're now making the CFL available around the globe. And is it does this make uh, CFL 2.0 more realistic or more profitable? Does the CFL now making money off of this? 
Uh, well, I mean, it that's makes not it what CFL 2.0 was supposed to be. But, no. I mean, we have a lot of fans in Australia, and we have a lot of fans in, in England I, and I, uh, around the I globe. Hope they're, I hope they will publish ratings with this to see how well mm-hmm. it's going. Because I'd love to see how well it goes. Well, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, and maybe, maybe, I, I maybe I can finally convince I, my wife now to to move to the states because I can watch CFL football from the states. No, the, no, no, no. This isn't available no, in the states. It's this not is available not available in the US. Oh. Yeah. Canada, U.S., and Mexico, it's not available. It's available overseas. Why? Because, e- because ESPN, ESPN Plus has the exclusive yeah, rights fuck. to the CFL okay. in the U.S. Okay. Um, but yeah, so also, it's not available yourself. in the U.K. What? Okay. It's not available in the U.K., Ireland, That's right, the because, yeah, because that's covered by BT Sports. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I have to move to India in order to get this? <laughs> Maybe. You might be able to get it there. Australia. Oh, get all but that, everything's fucking trying to kill you down there. But I got everything on my IPTV package, so I can watch CFL pretty much from any country. So, so Charles, uh, where, can you send this to me? Can you sign me up to this or something, please? Sure, it's like, 10 bucks a month. it's like 12 bucks a month or something like that. What is that? Yeah. I'll, send that you, I'll send you the link. It's uh, IPTV. Is that a BC thing? No, no, no. It's worldwide. You just sign up on it on the Internet. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been using it for two, three years now. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're we're wrapping this up a little bit. Um, the next and last segment here, Delvin Bro, who I'm surprised is still with the BC Lions. Uh, he's I'm not struggling to find a home. Uh, you're not. He's not at all. Why? He's a good player. I know he is. Why are you surprised? He hasn't played in three years. I'm surprised. Well, Anyhow, um, anyways. He's struggling to find a home in Vancouver. Is this a competitive disadvantage for the bigger market teams? Well, I don't believe he's, com- he's, he's struggling to find a home. He's trying to find a home where he shouldn't be living. Okay? I, personally, I think he should just go find an apartment in Wally. Because there's a lot of really big high-rises up in there now, and it's not the Wally of old. And he's really close to the training facility. He jumps on the sky train and goes to work. But I'm pretty sure this guy's looking for a place to live down in Yale Town. And, and yeah, he, he, wants one over, he wants one overlooking the city. And I was going to say, is yeah. he also the guy who brings his family with him? I don't know. But he said he's looking for a two-bedroom apartment for two thousand dollars. Oh, and I made the comment Not for two thousand dollars. I said made the comment for for two thousand dollars a month in Vancouver, you'll get a very nicely decorated refrigerator box. 
Oh, I was thinking cardboard box myself, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, you know, it, it's like, why are you trying to find a place to live in downtown Vancouver? To be fair, he does mention other cities like Burnaby, New Westminster, and I think he does even mention Surrey. So it's not yeah, necessarily... Did he publish this so he can get sympathy from some landlord or give him a cheap price for rent? Apparently he found one, too. That's oh, what okay. I read later. Somebody there somebody go. got in contact with him. It worked. There you go. <laughs> what can I say? Did Christopher disappear, or are you still there? No, I'm here. I'm reading the article and, and, and going on, and I just I just think he's being a whiner. I'm, I'm yep. really not looking for... How, it, it, it's a diff, it, okay, the big question here is, is this a, a disadvantage to Vancouver, Toronto, or Montreal to try to sign players not have, or having an expensive housing allowance and I, I, I come back to the thing where I think that there should be a difference in housing allowances depending on where you live because it, you, you can get a, a really nice place for rent in Winnipeg for a thousand bucks a month and you're looking for a cardboard box in Vancouver for two grand a month you know it, it's it's not comparable and it's not fair and I'm not whining I couldn't care less because I'm not not my paycheck, but I think you should be able to compensate the players for a little bit more of a an LOA uh, living out allowance because of, of where they are. Right. I think that's fair. Right? I mean, it, it should be, but then where do you draw the line, and is Calgary almost as expensive, or they're not so bad? No, not even, not uh, even, not even, not even close. Not I even know, close. I know. You can I'm probably, just using this as you an example, probably, right? Yeah, no, you can probably get a two-bedroom apartment here for two grand a month. So. Yeah. There's not a hope in hell. You can't get a two-bedroom apartment in Merritt for two grand a month. Right. Yeah. Did you lock the garage door? I think so. Sure. Hi, Patty. That's a good thing. You don't want to leave your garage unlocked. It could get robbed. No, because I, I apparently I got a meth house six street or six houses down the street from me. Oh, how nice. Oh, yeah. Well, not we really. probably don't have enough ammunition. Yeah. Um, I think we're down under two minutes, really? just so you know. Oh, I'm watching it. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll it's really hard to buy ammunition for... right now. Really okay, Christopher. I'll use a spoon. That'll work just as well. Okay. So anyhow, I'm going to do this now. Let's, let, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 489. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from my truck. I don't know. I feel really <laughs> semi-embarrassed about oh, that. I love when you say that. Outside, I got the 
I got the dome light on and it's raining, so I got to turn on the windshield wipers. Um, anyhow, 40 seconds left in the show. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. I'm not in my truck, but I'm sitting here in a comfortable chair. We'll talk to you next week. And, hey, we start making predictions next week. Sparky, get your things ready. William, say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Don't talk about Sparky's things. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to real football starting next week. Yeehaw. I can't yeah. wait. You know, I came out here tonight. I'm going to go out my truck, and I want to have something to munch on, so I grabbed a little Henry bar. I stuck it in my pocket, and I forgot about it, and it's melted. There's this big Uh-oh. blob here. Uh-oh. Oh, well, it might be solid by morning. Okay, good night, guys. Maybe. Good night, good night. guys.